Welcome everyone to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. Everyone's a hero in their own story. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek. Episode 521, the season five, Matt, penultimate episode, The Force of Gravity, is sponsored by Earth Weapons, tools of cowards used by the Villain of the Month Club. Pete, I dare say the headline in our pre-roll segment, bigger than the episode itself, here we are, ABC has set orders, cancellations, for every single show next season, except for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it remains the only bubble show. And uh, Pete, I think we have four options ahead of us. One is that the show is nonetheless headed to cancellation. Maybe they're saving news of that ahead of a, a tearjerker, you know, no holds barred, no coming back from it season finale. What do you think the odds are that next week is it? Next week, an episode called The End. Is it The End? It's the end, Matt, on ABC. As I tweeted earlier tonight, and I can tell you, I am told right now that ABC is passing on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for season six. However, you're going to pick up the other part there. Absolutely. I think that in addition to, of course, cancellation and renewal by ABC, I see two other options. One is it goes to a current streamer. You have your Hulu. You have your Netflix. Uh, obviously, They Netflix, don't have any Marvel ties, though, Matt. Well, obviously, Netflix has a ton. Now, we're also at this transitionary point where, you know, ABC is trying or pardon me, Disney is trying to untangle itself from exterior companies to a certain degree. Uh, Hulu, depending on which way the wind is blowing, when it all settles, this whole Disney purchase of Fox, there is some stink that might be made by Comcast that also owns part of Hulu. But expectation is that Disney will own Hulu. That could be where season uh, the next season of S.H.I.E.L.D. is headed next September, October, November, whatever. December, like this past December, season. December, like this, yeah. To or me, 2019 I, when Disflix is active. Well, and that's just it. I think that there is a fourth option out there that maybe you renew for a sixth season, whether it's 22 episodes, whether it's 13, whether it's 11, whether it's 10, whether it's a miniseries, whatever it is, and save it for that Disney streamer. I mean, Pete, 2019 is closer now than it was back when this season started, so it's not that impossible to imagine that what was December this year, this TV year, could be January of, of 2019 when S.H.I.E.L.D. returns on the Diz streamer. Matt, it doesn't happen often, but Spoiler Pete was challenged on Twitter by one woman who said, well, if ABC has canceled it, why don't they just announce that? Well, I think the answer probably is evident for a bunch of reasons, including this is, you know, though S.H.I.E.L.D. is low rated, it's a super, super performer on what we'll, we'll say DVR is a catch-all, whether it's DVR, streaming, whatever it might be. So, you know, it's it's value to a streamer is outsized from, from you know, f compared to other shows. And options certainly, certainly abound for this show. It's, it's part of the, you know, it's part of the Disney, Marvel, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not just a simple, you know, cancel renewal there are you know there's there's company pressures we heard that this time last year that mm -hmm. someone at abc wanted it canceled gee who could that be uh but outside of abc pressure was placed well who who would place place the pressure on somebody outside abc other than abc president channing dungy having you, pressure placed on her so who knows two things you don't devalue the thing before you make a deal for it to go elsewhere okay this is show business it's a difficult business but at the same time they want to see the things that they had thrive also matt post avengers infinity war pretty much anything of a superhero nature right now is hot and i'll do you one better i mean i think Maybe this isn't exactly a fifth option because we're talking about where could the show go? Is it going to be you know renewed or canceled on ABC or go somewhere else? 
I wouldn't rule out, and, and to me, this is semi-tinfoil hat time, but I would not rule out some sort of Hail Mary pass, like, hey, Hulu's doing an eight-episode miniseries you know, uh, of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the 1990s to line up with Captain Marvel stuff, and not all the cast is making it there. You know, I think of the dramatic reboot that Once Upon a Time did. I'm not a Once Upon a Time fan. I think the ratings bear out. Maybe the reboot was not super successful, but it got them 22 more episodes. It wasn't a complete disaster. Um, is that an option as well? Maybe, and maybe they want to hide the fact that oh yeah, Coulson dies next weekend, that's it, the end, unless you go back in the past and do Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the 1990s, or whatever. There's an ancient Chinese curse, Matt. May you live in interesting times, and we're certainly living up to that right now. That we are, Pete. Let's dive on in. When we catch you up on what went down, our teaser, Matt, with words uh, in Quake's head here uh, that uh, he had rescued humanity. Did you know that? Uh, She comes to, hey, give yourself a second there to adjust. Location we're revealed is the edge of the galaxy, and it's none other than Tarion, master of the house of Cassius, talking to Quake here, the inhuman. Uh, but she doesn't like to be called an experiment. Uh, he agrees she deserves better. He also says that her future is him, and I think in an episode where so much is going on across a variety of storylines, Craig Parker is still able to pull out of Tarion a little bit of a creepy performance with these creepy lines where, you know, this is not an episode about, you know, uh, Tarion's male domination or assault or things of that sort, but there's just a little whiff of it enough to make it uncomfortable in a good way to make us be really clear that we don't like Tarion. Um this is a point, though, where we cut to Coulson talking to Quovos, uh, who himself is monologuing about taking force and how guns make the weak strong. She'll get a little political there. Uh, if Coulson may do anything naughty, he's going to fire his non-gun missiles, you know, because guns make the weak strong, but his missiles are totally cool. He's going to fire them at the lighthouse. Pete, they're already pointed there. Chekhov's <sighs> mix- missile lock for the future. These ionizer missiles here, the uh, the Remoraths, they earn their stripes through burning things, Matt. Um, and Quovos wants to know from Talbot, will the prisoners here be held indefinitely? Talbot tells him no. And we're whisked to Fitzsimmons here for some centipede serum exposition. Take it away, Matt. Yes. Look, you got to do it. It's the 21st episode of the season. We have a whole bunch of story balls up in the air. We we get that uh, we get that recap for sure. Recap of the recap of the need for more gravitonium by way of uh, by way of Talbot. We get a little touch in there with the, the centipede stuff. Everybody clear on everything. Good. We also hit on Daisy's mom. How the centipede serum works. And uh, if Pete, new theory, new info here. If trying to save Coulson destroys the world let's put an emphasis on a different syllable here maybe it's the trying that is the problem maybe it's that the, that that they need to not fail they need to save colson and that will break the loop maybe it's time to be audacious pete they're writing the penultimate episode of what could be the season it's 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 soaked into the dialogue to the performance into the directing into everything any thoughts you want to say there before we head to deep the, the season or the series Pete, it's all there. It's all up in the air. And I love that as artists, they clearly are channeling that that uncertainty as opposed to being like, oh, I don't know what to do. They're making the characters speak to us, the audience, as we too know that there, you know, there is the time to be audacious, to do something, to continue this show, to continue the story, to continue Coulson's life, etc. I mean, listen, Matt doesn't watch the coming attractions, the preview of next week. So, Matt, you cover your ears. And anybody who hasn't seen Avengers Infinity War, you shouldn't be listening to this. So, you know, five, four, three, two, one. Great. Um, They are teasing that not everybody makes it out alive next week in the 
season five possible series finale, Matt, for ABC, forever, who knows? Uh, could we have any number of half of the people on this show disappear dramatically? Um, well, you know, that would certainly alleviate the pressure of the world cracking in half and, you know, oh, we've got to succeed and all this other story track that's been laid down that gets rather conveniently undone with the gigantic twist in the biggest movie of the year and maybe one of the biggest movies ever. It is so very interesting to be watching these episodes. I, I don't know, knowing that infinity war is unfolding and there was, you know, obviously they've timed these to air at a certain time after infinity war comes mm -hmm. out, you get the little, you know, did you see what's happening in New York? Gets got that last week. Keep it's watching like, the news, Georgie. Well, but, but my point is you get more of that. And it was in this episode where it clicks and it's like, you know, Pete, I've only seen Infinity War once. I'm not like some of those people out there who get to take, you know, uh, six months off of work and go see Infinity War five times while, while being a mooch. Um, no disrespect if you've gone to see it five times and you're, you're, you're paying your fair share. But yes. um, point being, I don't have every beat in the movie memorized, but clearly you have things unfolding over you know, I mean, there's the beginning of the movie where there's the, the the fighting in New York and then more things happen from there. So this was the episode, though, that for me was giving the countdown. Like, it's not just things have ha happened in New York or things are happening. That was last week. This week, things have happened. So we're pro you know progressing along that chronology there. And it's really, really scary because, again, it would be so easy for them to say, Oh man, we've been pulled into the gravity dimension where time doesn't exist. We'll figure it out if we get renewed. Uh, instead, they're full force here, ready to be part of this universe that's going to lose half its population. I mean, they're dancing on the edge of the sword for Infinity War. They're dancing on the edge of the sword for the season, for the series. And they're being daring about it. I really appreciate that, as scared as I am, that there's not going to be S.H.I.E.L.D. past next week. And it's everybody matt that we see on our tv screen that is potentially in danger that can you think of another time that the stakes are that high no and i, I mean i think that's what's so i'll just say the word again daring and then you kind of peel you know peel back the curtain a bit and realize depending on what the future of this show is, if there is a future to this show past next week it, it may be with another dramatic financial picture you know i read today for the first time i don't know how maybe it was just inside baseball that wasn't mentioned but uh abc studios had lowered the um oh now i can't think of the word they lowered the the fee that they charge to the network this is something that they do in hollywood dear listener where abc studios a totally different company than abc tv charges abc tv a certain amount of money that goes back to the studio that isn't just uh the cost of the show licensing fee that's the that's the phrase so maybe they readdress the licensing fee again or maybe they cut the shield budget again well one way to do that is payroll um and here they might be walking straight into a story solution for some version of agents of shield to continue and we're not going to say oh man that's weak that they killed off half of them we're going to say yeah like everywhere else they killed off half of them yeah uh, so with anybody, Matt, up for grabs here, Deke, uh, and these two other red shirts, Matt, one of them about to be a dead shirt. Yeah, we have tall guy. I think that's Davis. He's ready to tell, or he's just gotten done with the Ada storyline. Man, season four was so good. Uh, the other guy, he's sick of the story. Then he's sick of life because the lights flicker. The space ninjas get him. Graviton is there. He goes one way. Uh, he's going to go to the Quinjet. And uh, we have Deke starting to type and figure some stuff out. It's a fast scene, Pete. Take us to Mac. Mac is talking about how it's all over the news. What? Yeah. Surely the Thanos stuff, the New York incursion, possibly the Battle of Wakanda going on. Not everybody 
half of everybody disappearing, at least not yet. But we find out that Talbot doesn't need a jet to fly. He only needs one to breathe. Which is a good line. He's going back to Earth. We get the act break. We come back. Mac can't track the Quinjet, which at first I was like, yeah, we kind of just got info like that. But the point is they figure out that it has to be moved by uh, Talbot, which gives Mac incentive to track it. And that's when the light bulb went off for me. And I said, oh, wait, Mac and Yo-Yo are on a collision course with Talbot. Stick a story pin in that because we cut to Coulson, who's trying to find his way out of the cell, which Pete made me think of. Spock and Kirk and McCoy trying to break out of a cell in Star <laughs> Trek V, which is maybe one of the few redeeming scenes in that movie. This is better than that. Movie quality effects. Hashtag it's all connected somehow. Yes, uh, but May wants to know why they're not talking about him. Not Thanos, Matt, but Talbot. The other T. You know, Talbot who got shot in the head, who was awaiting rescue, who put himself into the machine, the Graviton machine for them, sacrificing for them. Uh, Hey, remember the first time they met him? Well, Pete, a couple of things here about this scene. First of all, I did not exactly remember the first time that they met him. So I appreciate the recap here, which is valuable to reactivate that memory in my noggin. Second, in this expositional recap, they're also reframing his story to make it clear. And not that it was vastly unclear, but they really, really kind of recast the story here to say he has sacrificed himself for S.H.I.E.L.D. or on behalf of S.H.I.E.L.D. or waiting for S.H.I.E.L.D., now is the time for S.H.I.E.L.D. to return the favor. And kind of was this moment of, oh, there's, I don't know whether there still is the good in him or not, but that's why they're, you know, they're trying to do the decent thing because he did the decent thing for them. And I thought that was a really, really great way to get expositional recap in there. The peacekeeping force he sent to the hub all the way back in season one, Matt, we're talking four years ago now, Uh, but I'll remember, and this episode makes me remember another time. How about the time that uh, Felinda, that's uh, Phil Coulson and uh, Melinda May, Matt, like the cool ship kids like to say, Uh, how about the time Felinda went undercover uh, in that great episode we saw at New York Comic Con, Face Your Enemy, where she wore the silver dress. Yes, the silver dress, which was thermically hot to wear. And Pete, I'll speak for myself, emotionally hot to see her in. Um, glad you mentioned Felinda stuff because we're going to get more heat later on. Um, Colson, Why of course, is that, Matt? Because things change, they evolve, like with Glenn Talbot. Uh, and sometimes they evolve uh, by um, touching touching lips together and letting your your feels come out through your through your mouth. Um, but more on that later, Pete. Coulson reactivates his robot arm. We get some effects there. Then Pete, tear. We cut to Crusher Creel in what's going to ultimately be his penultimate episode. A character that we saw all the way back, at least by name, in Daredevil season one. Yes. Um, he wakes, he's ready to talk to the general about the new Creole. Talbot wants to help him. The two are stronger there. Oh, by the way, he's coming in contact with Gravitonium too. He can help control the voices. I'm not entirely sure why Talbot is slow pedaling the absorption process here, but it's a it, it's a captivating scene, which is going to be cut in half. So we'll we'll come back to that in a little bit. Well, remember, it wasn't cut in half. He did absorb him, and then later on we see the playback of it. Playback indeed. We'll get to that in due course, Pete. But Pete, take us back to Quake and her troubles. With Tarion here, um, Matt, she is unable to use her powers. That's because she's not awake. And uh he, Tarion knows how strong she is. Um, so uh, it's not till she's thoroughly broken that uh, he's going to be able to be around her. Again, I so appreciate in these brief scenes that Tarion is in, the writing, the acting. You know, I think there's some coded language going on here where it's not just alien guy wants 
superpower lady to do superpowers for him. You know, there, there, there's a there's a seedy underbelly to this, which is uncomfortable, but I think intentional. Um, the scene wraps up with him uh, saying, as you said, he wants to break her as he talks to her through her mind. We go back to Fitzsimmons. They may be able to change everything. Mac is there. Fitz is all pouty. Things are really icy. And uh, the, the thrust of this scene, can't they undo the Gravitonium and Talbot? That's a good question, Pete. Back to Coulson uh, and May uh, talking about trying to get out of the cell here. Uh, Remorath tech is not exactly Coulson's major, but just when things seem bleakest, Matt Deke opens the cell. He's a little short for a stormtrooper. <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's such a great scene. And again, they keep going to Jeff Ward for these funnies. Otherwise, it's all just end of the world, end of Coulson, end of the Remorath ship, end of Talbot's humanity. And he is this light of, you know, he's this ray of sunshine lightening things here. Um, they're free. We cut back to Talbot uh, finally for this uh, this last bit of the scene here he really doesn't want creel to be overloaded with the voices the two grasp hands like men do and uh carl feels peace then he's drawn into talbot just like that the act is over pete what's next act two begins with the playback of this that. is only act two pete in this scintillating episode absorption yes well they they count that uh, teaser as the the first act in this episode being that we we broke on the title card from that first segment but mac watches in horror along with yo-yo the absorption of carl creel the absorbing man but matt do you remember isabel hartley pete how could i forget isabel hartley pete you are referring to the all too briefly seen season two character Isabel Hartley played by the the incredible, incredible Lucy Lawless. You know, of course, you remember, Matt, that Carl Creel killed her. But that was before Mac came to know him, that he was a decent enough man that uh, he's glad he had a chance to know him before Talbot absorbed him into Gravitonium. Pete, we get all the joy of a greatest hits episode with none of the, you know, pay Lucy Lawless to be in it or to use old footage. So it's a, it's a walk down memory lane. And it doesn't cost the show a dime. Back we go to Tarion. He says, well, he doesn't say this first part, but he says essentially he's a creeper who owns her body now. Uh, he notes that she's losing track of time. She can't sleep. So, of course, she's going to break. He knows her future in, like, a general kind of way. Funny, she says. She knows his future, too. He's got two despicable sons. They die and not well. And it turns out that she can get out of this. After all, beat. She's the destroyer of worlds. In the real world, she breaks her head block. You know, it's a head block. And mm -hmm. fights her way out in a, in a brief but really solid fight scene. The astral scope that he's utilizing to do this, uh, pretty interesting, seems to be the first time they're giving a name to that technology. Might also be the device that we've seen uh, Hale and others uh, use to go see the Confederacy. But Matt, we're back to Fitzsimmons here, who is talking about using the centipede serum to deliver it straight into uh, Talbot's cells to get that gravitonium out. I did not fully appreciate that this was also a Chekhov's gun type situation. I mean, yes, they're supposed to be working on this, but I did not see the, in retrospect, obvious zinger at the end, which is, but there's only so much centipede serum and this is it. So, you know, choose the lady or the tiger kind of thing. It's a classical reference there. Um, but, you know, we chug through the exposition here, the need for a terminal solution, give uh, give Talbot the odium. And, um, I mean, how many different scenes are, not scenes, how many different storylines are going on in this episode? Probably like five or so, depending on, you know, when Colson and May are, are or are not with uh, Daisy. It's just, 
I mean, look, we're used to S.H.I.E.L.D. being fast-paced and zooming through stuff, but this scene uses that pace to its advantage because it doesn't feel like we're being spoon-fed exposition. We're just getting information and moving on to the next scene. In fact, Pete, it's a quiet hallway. Who's there? Well, that would be Deke and Coulson and May. Uh, Deke wonders if it's Remorath nap time. Um, of course, he can translate Matt Having lived among these aliens for so long, he can translate five numbers, actually six. He even knows zero. You you tend to forget zero is a number. It's an important one. Um, they're all ready to fight as uh, more Remorath come, but Daisy saves the day, and uh, they decide that uh, they're going to stay, which leaves Deke concerned you can't escape without escaping another great line lightening <laughs> the scene courtesy of the magical jeff ward but pete nuff said about being in space take us back down to earth to the lighthouse to mac to yo-yo yes colson worried about the people of rivers End that they might not be so lucky and down there mac and yo-yo they're talking about talbot um, his motivation here, Mac notes that everyone is a hero in their own story. Yo-Yo wonders aloud, is his Macbeth, you know, the Scottish play, Matt? And it's just then that we see him visit his uh, lady Macbeth and his son George because daddy's home. We get the act break. We come back. Pops is so happy to be a hero. He doesn't need a hammer nor an iron suit to fly. Pete, that's like the Avengers. He's going to protect them on account of, you know, things and stuff in New York and stuff. Huh? Connected universe. Uh, wife Carla tries to send George upstairs. That's not helping. And that's right around when the scene really takes a serious turn. Uh, Talbot pins his wife to the wall with his gravitonium powers. Still, though, it's a wife knocked to the wall. Very, very gripping scene. Uh, gripping, especially, Matt, that she is held to the wall in what is not one of the better stunts ever done on this show. Eh, yeah, true. True enough. There, there are also a couple of digital effects here and there that I think are are almost perfect not the normal perfection that we get from shield but regardless pete we go back up to the alien ship where quovos wants shield found except for quake elsewhere may wants them to ski daddle but as bullets fly pete this is where my screen started to melt <laughs> Valinda, kiss it's hot it is hot it is hot and uh quake takes out the bad way pete deke looks woke let me put it this way, Pete. I think Deke feels like somebody just put a lemon in his pocket and he's <laughs> he's feeling the feels. Yes, the hashtag shield kiss there. Uh, thought Colson did that uh, it would shut May up, sends her away. Not a word from Agent Colson. All right, hot lips. And back to uh, Carla on the hook uh yes talbot is so proud to tell george about his crazy alien friends george clearly is terrified the solution he must join her she must join him uh luckily shield shows up to save the day all in that southern california cul-de-sac <laughs> uh with, with i think it's the same cul-de-sac that uh several uh x-men have been cornered in <laughs> cul-de-sacs are handy because you don't need to show much beyond them uh anyhow yo-yo and mac have guns on talbot he gravel lifts the suvs though uh pete the other agents you know like agent guy and agent other guy and agent lady uh they fire their guns the bullets don't hit him he spins those bullets around sends them back shades of magneto in the first yeah. x-men movie uh, and things not looking good for unnamed S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, but Yo-Yo and Mac are okay. I know that because their names are in the credits. Meanwhile, Quovos has ordered the launch 
Uh, Deke interrupts the space ninja Remorath uh, by looking for the men's room and is prepared to uh, metricate in a corner before uh, he is suddenly throwing down with them and they're working to get coordinates, he and May. <gasps> Pete, first he goes to the navigation station. That's not right, but he takes something with them. Uh, let's of- officially just keep track of that, wherever that's going to be. I hope, Pete, they don't end up at the end of the season lost in space. Um, but he's got a space map for sure. That much I know. That's something to be excited about. He then finds the missiles, uh, but May wants to get them to a new topic. We stick a story pin there. Back on Earth we go. Talbot monologues about being a hero. Doesn't he know no monologues? George says he's not. Pete, dad is letting the sun down. Welcome to most stories about sons and fathers. Yeah, and as he tells his son here, he just needs some more fuel in his tank. But keep watching the news there, Georgie, you know, because that's what little kids do. Pete, maybe George is just really interested in infrastructure changes after attacks. I don't know. Um, I know this, though. Uh, Yo-Yo tries to get to him. She Yo-Yo's back uh, and uh, she's unable to get to him. Uh, Then uh, Talbot, he flies off off up into the sky uh, a, a, a cruel reimagining of superman here perhaps on the quinjet though the lights are flickering uh davis davies is trying to keep things safe uh, he's the pilot of course and that's when i said he's not gonna die because they're leaving um that's a little handy bit there colson daisy take out two more baddies let's go home don't wait for deke and may we've read ahead in the script they're gonna make it out just fine Yes, and uh, with that, the throwdown between Kovos and May begins, and he's ready to watch her bleed. Act break. We come back. The May-Kovos fight continues. It's got a hard edge, uh, but it's interrupted by Jeff Ward's humor here. And I really like that they have quality fight scene with you know close-ups and both actors and whatnot then they also will use whether it's the two actors or stunt doubles they'll use them out of focus in the background while deke runs around from this station to that station he's fiddling with the transporter it's not working pete take us to the quinjet i hope everything's okay with colson yeah a couple stitches he'll be fine um daisy notes of course that he made out with may um but he doesn't claim to remember that and back at the fight matt kovos gets some distance and he launches his missiles he he only doesn't just get distance he gets kind of parried by may to that he has this air superiority oops you accidentally put me by the button firing thing um so the missiles have fired she says that she changed the target. She runs the transporter. He sees the missiles turn back. I mean, this is just a highlight of the episode. They transport out. They're home safe. The ship explodes. Everyone is in the lighthouse except for Colson and Daisy and, and Davis, I guess. Everything's fine, right, Pete? Everything's not fine, Matt. Colson is bleeding. Yeah, bleeding so badly that he passes out. Uh, We get back to the lighthouse. Time has passed. We see more necrotic tissue. Pete, did I miss here? Did I miss right? I I felt like Simmons said he's not going to die. Maybe she meant from this, but he's not going to die, but he is dying. Yes, his condition is worsening. It is accelerating. They don't have time. And then we get the real thrust of it all the fix needs to come just as talbot's end needs to come but both solutions need the centipede serum do we save colson and the odium yeah but bottom line is do we save colson or do we save the world pete which would you do i think it's going to be interesting given the nature of what's happened in the larger universe there uh the tag scene matt 
features are uh, space ninjas. We have uh, Talbot explaining to an unseen person, don't worry, these fellas don't bite. Wait, you don't actually bite, do you? Who's flying? Asks Robin's mom. <gasps> Gravity is flying, Matt. And uh, she wants to know what Talbot and uh, Smoke, the space ninjas, want from him. Uh, and he addresses Robin, who has drawn him, uh, wants to know if he has shown up in her visions, um, tearing the earth apart, bringing anything up. And she notes that he does. And he wants to know where. A detailed look at our bad guys. Pete, let us start with Tarion, master of House Cassius. You know, this is a part that is not big. This is an actor who is well-skilled, particularly when it comes to kind of, you know, makeup and stuff like that. And, you know, Tarion really cuts through everything else going on in the episode to be an uber villain who is not there who is somehow both omnipresent and barely around and also very, very chilling in his presentation. And I really like to the cat and mouse game that is occurring between them. Uh, she is unconscious. She's got some thing on her forehead. Is this an inhibitor? Is this something we haven't yet seen? Um, yet she's able to break away from it. She's able to reveal the uh, future for his dastardly offspring. Uh, it's a really, really cool dynamic that they've set up here. Yeah, and one that, you know, kind of improves her standing along the way, which is not always the case when you're going head-to-head with the villain, but, you know, she walks away better for it. Next, let's talk about Quovos, who I dare say we've seen the last of him. Quovos gone too soon. Well, Matt, let's remember that this is S.H.I.E.L.D. It's not Sparta. So we can't exactly rule out that there's some way out of the well for actor <laughs> Peter Mensa. I certainly would not mind seeing him one more time before we presumably clear the tables and reset for a new season, unless that's not their plan. Um, but... Uh, my only regret is S.H.I.E.L.D. has this habit of, you know, unceremoniously killing off great bad guys. And while I don't think Quovos was up there with the best of the best, he's no John Garrett. He certainly was a commanding presence. And, oh no, missiles are coming this way would have been maybe a better, you know, I, w I just wish, even if it was, ah, the scream and the explosion, that sort of thing. But alas, R.I.P. Quovos. Well, speaking of good villains, Matt, what an arc what a performance by Adrian Pazdar as Glenn Talbot Gravitonium. I mean, you see the good in him. He goes home. He wants to reassure his son, his wife, that he's okay. But you know what? He's not okay. And if there was any hope that he was going to be somehow rehabilitated by their humanity and their kindness and their relationship with him, that's all out the window. And that makes him a tragic villain. Tragedy to be sure, but villainous absolutely, particularly with how he treats his wife. Yeah, I get the unstable nature. Um, he's never rough with the child, which would be a bridge too far. He does have the conflict with him. George tells him he's not a hero, that he's hurting people, that he's you know doing bad things. But the violence towards the wife was a little tough to take. It was. I don't think that it's flippantly presented. Um, I mean, I think, it, you know, if we had, if we had uh, Marissa Tantarone and Jed Whedon in the, in the room right now, I think that they would say, you know, that signals that there's something irredeemable in him. Not that, you know, oh man, I, I, babe, I just need a little bit of uh, therapy and it'll all be okay. Like, that's not this episode. That's the shorthand for this guy's acting on behalf of a family that he loves enough to terrorize them. That's not okay. The end. 
and you know and, and we're sticking with the villainous label for him you know just to imagine to that talbot is exhibiting these powers and doing this while the infinity war is unfolding is a really interesting way of looking at their world the only asterisk i will give is that you have the big battle in new york then things go elsewhere story-wise uh i and again i have only seen infinity war the once thus far but certainly by the time they get to wakanda it, to me it's a bit of an open-ended question how much of the rest of the world knows about this fight going on in wakanda or are the shrouds of secrecy keeping that a secret as well i guess that's something we can explore in the background on the remaining episode of uh of luke cage to whatever degree we see after effects of it in cloak and dagger which of course we will be podcasting um you know kind of all the above here it's an opportunity to see to what degree they deal with the after effects welcome to level seven time to analyze and theorize matt is it as simple as let's use the centipede serum and the odium and save everybody or only save Coulson? I think that's that's what they're presenting. And with only 42 minutes of story left, I'm taking them at their word that it really is going to be the one or the other. And, you know, when they strap that centipede device onto one of the two guys, that's going to solve the one or solve the other. They are in the interesting story space to say, you know, like we know how this ends if Coulson, if the attempt to save Coulson's life does not work, then we know that we are now in this perpetual loop. So why have we spent all this time? Why have we spent any of it? You know what I mean? Like if we've just been trapped in this loop endlessly. So something has got to give. Does that point to a the end in a big way for Coulson? I don't know. Would the show be that daring? Has this announcement been held off so that for whatever reason, because the producers, because the network said, hey, we're not going to renew you. Uh, it's January. Prepare for it. But we can keep things shrouded in secrecy. You know, are they going out on their own terms and saying, well, we're going to end it with the way we started it. We started it with Colson. We're going to end it with Colson. And and and, you know, that's a ball game, folks. Um there's plenty of options. There's plenty of options. And all I will just say as a tack on to that, you know, you have some of the shows that were canceled today, like Lucifer, where the statement was made, we wrote a cliffhanger ending so Fox couldn't cancel us. Okay, Fox runs a business, you run a creative enterprise. Those two don't necessarily mix. I would much rather know that the show got canceled back in January and very few people knew about it and they wrote an end to the show versus Coulson wakes up and all of a sudden he says, Jolene, get the keys. And we say, what does that mean? Boom, end of series. We never get an answer. Like, that's not acceptable. It is. And I think given the very unique nature, Matt, Coulson is, by the words of a character who orders the Avengers around, he himself is an Avenger. So to send him off, having never had another interaction with those characters after his death, um, we know that he's in the Captain Marvel movie. Is that going to make him somehow unavailable for filming a potential sixth season? It's not. Whatever he's going to film will be done by the time they are uh, potentially working on the next season. Uh, even more so if they do a little bit of a delay like they did this past season and, and didn't debut until December. So I got to say they're going to try to go with the save everybody else and they're going to take Talbot out. But but then I mean, it runs the risk then of you take Talbot out. I, mean, I guess that then prevents the destruction of the world, but in the attempt to save Coulson, 
or the attempt to save Coulson may be an excuse to take out Talbot, and in that attempt to save him, they could end up back in the loop again. Now, of course, the answer from a writer's room is just, no, no, then they kill Talbot and Earth does not get destroyed. Loop broken. You get to have your cake and eat it too. Um, okay, I'll... I'll go for that i guess uh, my point being i think that there's they're in some sticky story space here mm-hmm. where they need to thread the needle in a way that feels honest and doesn't feel deus ex machina hand wave and thus it is all better it it's doable don't get me wrong i don't feel like oh man the word you know we're, we really are trapped in this and we have to kill off colson and 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 i think it just it's going to take some some nuancing, and you know what? It's Jed, it's Mo, it's a Jed directed episode. Let's let's bring it on home. Let's let's end this season in a really uh, compelling and understandable way. Let's check the wire, Matt. Pete, we did our uh, normal post episode poll here. Uh, Four votes, Pete. Four, Renewal's Sake. Three, Gravitonium Voices. Two, Space Ninjas. One more episode. Uh, unsurprisingly, in what was an episode that was better than some of them lately, and also I think an episode soaked in both nostalgia in its production and nostalgia with our viewing, not knowing what the future holds, 2% gave it a 1, 1% gave it a 2, 4% gave it a 3, 93% gave it a four. This definitely one of the best episodes in recent memory for this season. I think a well-deserved outpouring of support there from the audience. Well, I think that's certainly possible, Matt. Uh, To Twitter here, we're just thinking at JST underscore thinking writes in, maybe Creel will be Talbot's poison pill. Mac points out that he is a decent man, good enough to nudge Talbot off course. Huh. That's an option, too. I mean, I guess, you know, here we are talking about unceremoniously killed off villains. I mean, you can't do better by Carl Creole, you know, other than, okay, you'll give me peace. Great. Oh, no, it's not peace. Um, I would appreciate that, though I'm not expecting it. Uh, speaking of tweets, we had a couple from, uh, JT Atkins. That's at JTA is me. Uh, he said tone, pace, plot advancement. So very good. And then, then Pete, he said something that a lot of people have been saying in the last couple weeks. He said, they just said season finale. I just want to point out you as a network who don't want to tip your hand, the show is canceled you're not beholden to call the series finale. Now, for Once Upon a Time, which is just, it's so interesting, we've had these two long-running shows that are, you know, kind of like Disney-connected, and now they are, they're, you know, now they're on the same night. It was an overt reboot this season in a show where I have not seen much of, but in a show that clearly didn't do reboot after reboot, and this was kind of like, hey, how long can we extend it? We think it's one more season. Let's do it. And then you say, season finale or series finale at the end. If you haven't watched, come on back. S.H.I.E.L.D. is a show that has done soft reboots every single season. Last season, they did three soft reboots in the season. Um, ABC is not beholden to call it a series finale, particularly if they knew that they're not going to announce today for whatever reason, let alone even if they didn't announce. It could just be lower level internal advertising guy made a thing that said season finale last week and it's not changing. So just a little, little perspective there. The show has so beautifully reinvented itself on so many occasions that it's really ready made, whether ABC keeps it, whether Hulu, whether Netflix should pick it up to be able to do that. What remains to be seen is the fate of Coulson is the fate of half the universe post Thanos snap? That is the big question. Uh, you know, that's that's what'll get answered next week. Certainly, uh, that's there's no way you can't uh, give that answer next week. So, the effects of Thanos yet to be fully appreciated, Pete. 
Well, Matt, you know who thankfully didn't get snapped up was all of the good people who contribute to patreon.com slash fantastic geek. Yes, they are there for us, all of them. Maybe that's a way you get out of the Thanos effect. I don't know. But um, all of them there continuing to let the podcast fly high. Heck, Pete, it was with them and all the listeners in mind that uh, we quick put together for the Pop Culture Podcast feed our uh, our, our funeral finger wag at, uh, at uh, Inhumans, which was not, uh, not renewed today uh, to the surprise of no one. And, um, you know, it's... Pete, you've had a busy week the last couple of weeks. I've had a busy day today. We're here because we know people are listening. It's not just to give the patrons their money's worth. That always is a factor. Mm-hmm. We're here to make sure the good ship continues. They help They help row with the rest of us. And uh, with that, we truly are all connected. Speaking of connections, Pete, how can people be in touch with you on the Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R-9900. K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R-9900 17 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, you can be in touch with the podcast anytime you like. Visit fantasticgeek.com, email fantasticgeek.gmail.com. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram under fantasticgeek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek. The one word, the PH, the like it today. Well, Pete, the statement was made on social media by by uh, some entertainment writers that we will know more about S.H.I.E.L.D. in the coming days. I think your response was days could be two, days could be ten, days could be a hundred. Um, if there is S.H.I.E.L.D. news between now and next Friday, we will drop everything and update it, I'm quite sure. Update the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. feed, the Pop Culture Podcast feed. In the interim, I will note anecdotally, Pete, that Jeffrey Colo, who's one of the intermedia people for Marvel TV, he was openly encouraging people to be tweeting and retweeting hashtag Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know if that's a factor. Five years ago, no way. Ten years ago, what's that? You know, if final decisions are being made between ABC and Netflix or Hulu or whatever, could this be the straw that breaks the camel's back in a good way? I don't know, but it certainly can't hurt. We're living in this gray area. Get word out there. Keep talking about this show on social media. Let's see if we can uh, make some magic happen for season six. Absolutely. The number one way to help is to watch live, but there's all these other avenues now. So, you know, it's it's a real wild card, the fate of this show. Well, with that, Pete, and with fingers crossed, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final penultimate season episode word. Back to work. <laughs> <laughs>